There's always great debate on uh, why is there a pink candle. Do any of you have those debates in your homes? I don't know. I know that we, I know I'm a pastor, so there you go. That's how excited we are. Uh, but there's always like, what is the reason for a pink candle? We have, you know, the white candle. That's the Christ candle. We light that on Christmas Eve. But today is in the life of the church as we've been celebrating Advent. We've been celebrating um, uh, in essence, sort of a fast. Uh, a lot of times in the church fathers and the church mothers, they focus on uh, uh, taking time away and focusing on uh, what does God have for them. So the cool thing is, is purple is sort of that color. I know, there's some history for you. Purple is that color of like fasting and preparing, right? But pink is definitely not purple, right? Anyway, but pink is an exciting color, Right? But pink breaks the fast. We go from, we go from uh, being able to prepare our hearts, but now we can begin to celebrate. I mean, right? We're two weeks away, everybody, from Christmas. Less than two weeks. The celebration is coming. Kids, how many days left of school do you have? Five. They know it. Teachers, how many? I bet it'll be louder than this. Yes, they're celebrating. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, there's five days left. Parents, five. No, no, but like, and here we go. But it is amazing, like, right? We are getting closer to Christmas. Our hearts begin to open up. We see the joy of the Lord through everything around us. The fast is over. The celebration begins. Let us narrow in on what is going to happen when a Savior comes into this world. We light the pink candle because celebration is upon us. What a beautiful thing that is. Would you pray with me? Oh God, your love is so good. Your love is so good. It doesn't keep us in the shadows. It doesn't keep us in the dark. Even in the midst of valleys, Lord, you are there. Even in the midst of we're not sure how things are going to play out, you are there. And Lord, as the fast breaks, joy is right there. So let us not miss out on this celebration that we have life in Christ because you chose to come and be with your people. God is with us. And let us celebrate this in all that we do. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, right now, uh, joy is priceless. It absolutely is priceless. And so I want you to remember of a time when you were a kid, all right, and one of the great joys that you had at Christmas time. I want you to think of this, all right? Think of it. What is it? Now I want you to turn to those around you. There's pressure if your parent, you're sitting next to your parents. No, I'm joking. But what is that joy? Just think of it. Share it with those around you. If you have something right away. Oh, man. I was just thinking about when I got, like, my first... G.I. Joe stuff. But anyway, okay, you got it? Have you been sharing? I know. You can talk in church. It's okay. Just sometimes. But anyway, just sometimes. No. Anyway, so that joy. All right? Okay. All right, now I want you to think about this last year, 2021. Oh, my gosh. Mixed emotions, mixed bag. But I want you to think about 2021. Maybe you need to grab your phones out and scroll through pictures. And I want to think about a joyful moment that has happened. One of those moments where you were just smiling so much. Maybe, maybe it just happened recently. Maybe it happened uh, through the summer. Or maybe, maybe at the back of the at the at the early over early of the year, there was just a moment where you just couldn't stop laughing, or you just had a joyful moment. Think of it. All right. If you want, share that with those around you. If you have one of those moments. Right. Cool. This is what I want to say. 
joy happens. Joy happens. Right? Jess and Max, who were just up here, they got married this year. That was a joy-filled day. Joy happens. God is in the work of bringing joy to all people. Joy happens. Often we can get wrapped up in thinking that everything is just bad. And we can think all this bad stuff takes place. God is always trying to be in the forefront of making sure that we understand that joy is happening. This season right now is a season where we begin to have our hearts be open to see how God is bringing joy to the world. That's why we sing this song. It is a time where we were once in the dark and now we are in the light. It means that we need to have the joy of the Lord upon us. This is a fun thing for us to understand. Christmas is the reminder of how God is the one who brings a, a powerful and a dramatic and a healthy transformation to his people in this world. And God is continuing to do it for you and for me. This is an exciting thing. Uh, N.T. Wright, who is an, uh, he's an Anglican bishop, and he looks like an Anglican bishop. I don't know what that means, but that's what I'm saying, at least in my mind. He says this, he says this, Christmas is God lighting a candle, and you don't light a candle in a room that's already full of sunlight. You light a candle in a room that is so murky that the candle, when lit, reveals just how bad things really are. I love this. When Jesus came into this world, he came into a world that was murky and gray. And he began to light this, when he, God began to light this fire of flame when Jesus was born. In our lives, we can feel often that we can just go through the motions and that we're trying to break through, but we can forget that there's this radiant light of Christ that is desiring to shine down upon us so that we will see what life is and what life can become. Now, one of my uh, favorite SNL skits from back in the day, oh my gosh, one of my favorite SNL is this. Do you remember this one, Debbie Downer? Rachel Dratch. Is that how you say her last name? That's how I say her last name. Anyway, uh, I, I'm often warned what, uh, to share on Sunday morning from my very wise wife of like what things I can reference. But this is one of those things that I remember back in the day. And there's this one particular skit. And often in all these skits, you see Jimmy Fallon breaking down in laughter because it's just so funny. I think it's funny. I've learned that when I show my children things that I thought were funny, not so funny anymore. So anyway, but that's just whatever. And so I remember, but the skit, and it's always, there, there's people that are, are super pumped up about a situation and they're really excited and they're, they're really pumped up and really ready to have fun. But this character, Debbie Downer, is really quick to bring down the room, right? And there's this one famous skit where they're at Disney World. They're all excited a bit. You get going and everything. And Debbie just keeps bringing everybody down, right? Because this is the thing. I think the majority of, of us, because we've been created by God, we are always searching and always desiring a joyful moment. That's just something that's happening. Now, sometimes we think that we have to take that into our hands and craft that perfect moment, so that it will become a joyful moment. But the thing is, is that when we begin to lean into God, we can begin to see that God is the one who is orchestrating joy in our lives. But in those moments where we are trying to have joy, we can always begin to see that either it's someone else, or it can sometimes be me or, or ourselves, that we can take this joyful moment and bring it down. Right? 
something that is so exciting, and then all of a sudden, something can just have the bottom drop out, and we say something, and it just makes us feel sort of down again. Joy can be one of these emotions that has highs, and then it can just disappear as quickly as it came. Purdue basketball fans know exactly what I'm talking about right now. (laughs) I pray for you. I pray for you. I pray for you. Number one, yes. Oh, no. Rutgers. That powerhouse of Rutgers. Anyway, I'm sorry. Back on track. Back on track. Back on track. But this is the thing. For us in our lives, I've learned that we use butts a lot. We use our butts a lot, right? There we go. There we go. Quote that, Twitter. Anyway, what we do, we use our butts a lot. We say, today was great. But Thanksgiving was a wonderful time with family, but I really liked worship today, but this vacation was great, but we instantly suck the joy out of the room when we identify the one moment that wasn't as joyful as we thought it could be. And we lose out on the goodness of God, the goodness that God has for us. Could you imagine Mary and Joseph like, man, this have like being the parents of the Savior is good, but could it, I would have like Motel 6 would have been great, you know, not this barn thing that we had to have this kid in, right? The reality is, is that we can't miss out on the joy that the Lord is providing for us by always looking for the negative. It's just something that can suck us out, suck the energy out of the room. Uh, the last time that my family, my parents, and my sister and I went on vacation, we were able to go out to Washington, D.C., and this was like the last time it was just the four of us, so it was like right before transitions in all our lives where we started adding people to our family, so we were in college, and, and you know, so we were older, and, and so anyway, but we did this amazing vacation, and it was so much fun, right, and uh, it was just sort of that last, last time where we knew it was going to be just the four of us, and it was a great vacation, and, uh, and we were wrapping it up, and we were probably driving around some monument or whatever. And I remember someone in the, in the van saying, like, hey, does it, do we have any gum? Right? Do we have any gum? And, uh, and, um, uh, and my mom's like, we're out of gum. And my sister, who is one of the funniest people that I know, uh, and who is, 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 anyway, she just said, deadpan, knowing, knowing how great this trip has been, but just deadpan, says, well, this vacation sucks, you know? <laughs> And she was joking, right? She was joking, and it was so much fun. And we still joke about that today. But it is amazing how quickly in our relationships with the people around us, but also our relationship with God, how things can be going good, and one thing can throw us off, and we just throw it all out and say, this all is just rotten. This day... In the life of the church, we begin to say we want to lean into joy. We want to lean into what God has in store for us. We want to make sure that we don't miss out on the joyful moments that God continues to pour into our lives, no matter if it is a valley or a mountaintop. God is wanting to pour joy into our lives. The fast is over. The joy is now. The Savior has come, and He will come again. God's love for us will not let us shrink back in fear. And this is where we get to our Scripture today. 
in Luke chapter 2.10. Jesus is born in the prior verses. We'll get to that. We know. But Jesus is born. And we see this amazing then uh, movement towards what takes place after this. And the angel appears to the shepherds out in the field. Today is also known in the church calendar as Shepherd's Day. Shepherds and Joy. Which I'm like, you know... That sounds like a party to me, hanging out with shepherds, joy. Anyway, but this is, this is that day. The angels announced to the shepherds that Jesus is born. And this is the Scripture, so let's read the Scripture. It says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Let's just leave this verse up here and look at it. The first thing that I want us to say is that angels must be scary, Right? Why do every time angels come towards people in the Bible, their first line is always, don't be afraid? I'm just saying, maybe those pictures of angels that you have up right now, maybe you need to make them a little creepier. I don't know. But no, but the angels appear out of nowhere, and they appear, and all of a sudden they get scared. They become fearful. That's their first reaction. Sometimes we, we need to be reminded of like, what's going on? And sometimes when we have that shock of fear, maybe it's just that reminder that we need to say to ourselves, what is God about to do? The angel says, don't be afraid. And they say, I bring you good news. And this is the truth. Whenever we hear good news, joy happens. Right? When we, hear the good, when we hear any good news, not the good news, but when we hear good news, we celebrate it gets, it gets us going, right? When we look at the, the box scores and we see how the, the day before went, we get excited. When we get reports from, from our nieces and nephews and from our, our cousins and from our aunts and uncles that something good has happened in their life, we get joyful for it. We get excited for it. This good news, though, is that a Savior has been born. And this good news is cause for great joy for all people, all people get to experience the joy of the Lord. This is the thing. Is what I'm learning in my life is that often we stay in the fear area of our lives. We stay afraid. Even when announcements are made that things are good, we still stay fearful. We're trapped in this fearful bubble of saying, well, if I stay here, I won't be surprised when something else goes wrong. This is not how God designed you. This is not how God created you. Our God is one who has created us in a way where we can be made into expecting joyful moments. That we can leave the fear behind us and walk into where God is leading us. Joy breaks the fear that we can have. And it can break, defeat the fear. And it can give us joy. In Psalm 31-5, through 5, we see this. It says this, I will extol you, O Lord. You have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought, me up, brought up my soul from Shiloh. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you His saints, and give thanks to His holy name, for His anger is but for a moment, and His favor is for a lifetime. 
Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. I've learned that I really like that, but joy comes in the morning. Man, it's always something to look forward to. Joy is nothing. It never says, and joy comes when you reflect on what used to happen in your life. It never says that. Joy is always ahead of us. Though there may be valleys, though there may be weeping, though there may be moments of anger, the joy is still ahead. I don't know if you're having a joyful life right now. I don't know where you're at. Maybe you are. But let me just say this, joy is still ahead of us. It's still out there. Keep leaning into God and you will lean into joy. I mean, that is amazing. When you begin to break down this Christmas story, the God who created everything, the ocean to the mountains, the God who could go around and say, all of you serve me and be an angry God, chooses instead to come into this world. And as He comes in, He says, I want to bring joy to you in your life. So the questions that we have to ask ourselves is are we letting the thief of the night keep us from living the joy of the Lord out in our lives? I came across this uh, from Care to Change, which is a counseling center here in Hendricks County. And it said the ten thieves of joy. Are you ready for them? I'm not going to break them down. I'm just going to share them with you. Woohoo! Comparison. Thanks a lot, Mark Zuckerberg and social media. What was the guy from uh, MySpace? What was Tom? Tom? Remember Tom? I don't remember Tom making us compare ourselves so much. But anyway, but now we definitely have, have locked it in and we're passing it on to our kids really well. We need to stop comparing ourselves and just be excited about who God has designed us to be. Isolation. That's real. Taking on too much. Grudges, half-empty thinking, living in the past, worry and fear, ungratefulness, discontentment, and regret. These are the things that can be the thieves of joy for us. These are not the words that describe those who live for the Lord. So now let's look at the 10 joy boosters. I like that. The 10 joy boosters. You can get that at your, uh, what's that? The, the power shakes. What is the smoothies? I'll take the 10 joy booster. Smoothie King. Anyway, oh, anyway. There you go, Smoothie King. There's an ad for you. All right, so here we go. The 10 joy boosters. Encouragement. Oh my gosh. When you get encouragement face to face from someone, I'm like, you want me to run through that wall? I'll run through the wall. Whatever. You think I can do that? I'll do it. Whatever. Connection. That's why this is important right here. Connection is so important. It brings joy. So don't just run out of here. Talk to people. Connection is so, so important and so good. Healthy boundaries. What? We can't do everything? Forgiving. Forgiving people. Positive thinking, being present, right? Being present. 
but I got to check my fantasy football scores. Anyway, okay, being present, trusting God. Trust God. Trusting God through all things. Gratitude. Gratitude. Contentment. That's a good one. And then acceptance. These are joy boosters. So, as we wrap up this morning, I want you to hear this. I want you to smile. Everybody give me your cheesy smiles, right? Yes. Oh, school picture smiles. There we go. God wants you to be filled with joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. You may say, no, I think God wants me to, to you know, feel. No. There may be seasons like that. But I'll tell you, when we look at the disciples of Jesus, who did not face an ending that we hope we never face, but they were persecuted and they died. They became martyrs. But I guarantee you, they do not regret what they laid their life down for. I believe that they woke up every day with joy in their heart, knowing that they got to serve the Lord. That they got to go forward and serve Jesus in all that they did. And to bring joy to others in the midst of despair. We watched Charlie Brown this last week. And this is it. Right? Is anybody, as you watch Charlie Brown as an adult, like those kids are mean to Charlie Brown. Poor kid. Like especially as a bald man now, they need to chill out and be nice. Right? I mean, you can't control genetics. All right? Charlie Brown gets picked on, right? Time and time again. And I think that's why I get so choked up while I watch it. Because he never gave up. And at the end, as they sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, there's joy in their voices. I believe that God wants us to know that we can have joy in this season, but in all the seasons to come. Though there may be valleys, though there may be dark nights, the joy of the Lord will not leave us. And the joy of the Lord is always ahead of us. Let us be joy-filled people, for we know that Jesus is with us and is our Savior. Would you pray with me? Oh God, we thank you so much that you have made a way for us to be filled with your light and your love, to take moments that can feel broken and you fill us and fix us and bring joy to our hearts. And Lord, always ahead of us. You were there orchestrating a moment of joy for our souls. And we thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Here at the branches, we take communion every Sunday and in the Scriptures, Jesus told the disciples, He said, do this as often as you can in remembrance of Me. And I want to say, all who believe and confess that Jesus is Lord are welcome to take communion here at the branches. So if you don't have your communion cups, you can go in the back and grab them. But if not, you can pull them out right now. The body of Christ which was broken for us and the blood of Jesus that was spilled for us was so that we could be made right and whole through the forgiveness of our sins. So that we can step into a life that is seeking Christ in all that we do and not being controlled by our past and not being controlled by the sins that bog us down in our everyday life. Jesus is in the transforming business, doing away with the old and allowing for us to step into the new. 
And so as we pray, we're going to confess the things that are keeping us bogged down in the past and afraid of what God is keeping us to do. We're going to say, Lord, give us the courage to step forward and to become new in who you've designed us to be. Would you pray with me? Oh God, we thank you so much for your love for us, that you laid your life down for us, that you allow for forgiveness to pardon us of our sins, and that your grace allows for us to be made new. And so we confess the sins in our lives that get between us and you. Lord, take them. And God, right now, take the sins that have kept us from you. Make us new. And let us be filled with your joy. In your name we pray. Amen. Body of Christ, broken for you, take and eat. Blood of Christ spilled for you in the forgiveness of your sins. Take and drink. O holy God, the one who came to serve and not be served, the one who came to walk humbly amongst his creation, the one who laid down his life for us so that we can live now and forever. We give you praise. Let our hearts be all yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, right now, uh, we are going to do stock. Oh, no, I say this wrong all the time. We are going to do stuff the stockings. And so each kid, is, you can go get your kids from Twigs. They will get a stocking. And as they get a stocking, then they can go around to the stations on the outside and experience a little bit of Christmas here. And so we're super excited uh, to do that. And so if uh, you would stick around, hang out a little bit, that'd be fantastic. If you need to go, that's awesome. But what? Yeah. And if your kids are in here, you can get a stocking right here. And so, um, and so as you go from this place, go knowing that Jesus loves you. And we are going to celebrate Christmas. We have next week and then Christmas Eve. We're going to celebrate hard here. And it's going to be a lot, of, a lot of fun. So go with Christ and go with his love in all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, awesome. You can help tear down as well.